0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a couple fried eggs that are separated by 17 years. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. I have a lot of random memories from my childhood, I think as most people do. But one of them was me making fried eggs for my mom and dad when I had to be five or six. I can't remember the exact time, but man, I remember the entire experience. So morning, weekday, both my parents worked and they're scrambling to, to get ready, to get dressed and get out the door. And I don't know what possessed me on this particular morning, but as most kids Do I had watched them make breakfast, and so I decided, oh well, I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make them some eggs. So we had an electric, we had an electric stove. So I go over and I hit the the M, which I think was medium, medium high, whatever. And I grab a pan. Now, mind you, I'm like five or six. I have no idea about waiting for the pan to heat up or adding butter or or olive oil, whatever you're gonna use. So I make these eggs. Okay. And, uh, and I grabbed this, we had this kind of Fiesta style, Fiesta wear style plates, these green glass plates. I'm sure we inherited from my grandma and I put them on this green glass plate and the eggs were pretty much as transparent as the green glass plate, right? Totally underdone. And I think I like sprinkled some salt or pepper on them and I take them to my mom and dad and I say, here, I made you eggs and they're, you know, scrambling to get dressed and grab everything out of the room and, and get going. And my, I remember my mom kind of turning and looking and just kind of like staring at the plate. And, and now as a parent, I think, I think about what I would do if my six year old showed up at the door with these completely underdone eggs, like how many things were going through your head? Like, did you, were you playing with the stove? Right. Or like. Wait, or do you have egg all over your hands? Because I'm sure I did not have, you know, wash my hands a second. So, for me, it would be like, oh my God, where is there raw egg in the house? How did he was he playing with fire on the stove? Is is the stove still on? Like, what's going on here? That would be what I would think. But she didn't say any of those things, and my dad turned and stared, and to his credit, in that moment. He took the plate and he took these like really exaggerated bites and gave me this exaggerated mm, like, thank you so much. These are delicious. And I was really, really proud of myself. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I made him breakfast. I made these. He was like, thank you. That's so nice of you. And that's wonderful. That's the that's the kind of dad I would hope I would be in that moment, which is to recognize my kid is trying to take care of me. He, he recognizes that I'm in a stressful situation or he recognizes that whatever, whatever I'm going through, I needed help. And so my little kid, you know, was trying to care for me and I'd want to encourage that. The parent I likely would be would, you know, scream and say, Oh my God, where's their raw egg? And is the stove still on? And is your brother lit on fire somehow? And whatever, my dad's a better man than I am. (laughs) That's all I can say. But the point is that's what happened. And my dad was cool about it. Cut forward about 17 years i'm 23 i'm visiting my mom uh i graduated college and i'm visiting her and i think i'd gone up earlier in the day so i jumped in my car she lived in sacramento so i jumped in my car around seven or eight and got there and kind of around town i was like oh well do you want do you want some food and she was like well i was gonna make some eggs i was like oh i'll make eggs it's like well no i'll get them I'm like no no, no I'll, I'll make you eggs trying to be nice now, I was very used to nonstick pans. My mom made eggs, however, out of a cast iron pan. I cook with cast iron pans now every day, so I'm much more accustomed to them. At the time, 23, not I did not have that sensitivity. So I make these eggs, right? I don't wait for the pan to get hot enough and I don't put the oil or butter in at the appropriate times and then I end up putting the lid on because they're not cooking fast enough and of course when I try to flip them they get all scratched up and banged up so I serve these plate of eggs that just just look like crap and I know they look like crap because I know what a good egg look, looks like and she eats them she's like oh they're really delicious thank you wonderful eggs and The six-year-old me would have really appreciated that because the six-year-old me didn't know any better. The 23-year-old me knew better. And I didn't argue with her. I didn't say much about it. Obviously, I'm here to visit my mom. I've made her some food. She complimented my food. I take the compliment. I, I, I walk on with my life. No big deal. But it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Obviously, I still remember it over a decade later because it was one of those moments where I realized you are trying to make me feel good about something I've done which is which is an honorable thing it's not like you want your kids to feel bad about the stuff they do but you want to do that so much that I don't know that I can trust you. Now, look, I'm not saying I can't trust my mom at all. Okay, fine. But when it comes to critiquing me at that time, she was not willing to give me an honest critique. Now, it's entirely possible that I'm being arrogant and saying I know more about eggs than she does, whatever. But the bottom line is nobody would have looked at those eggs and been like, yeah, this is restaurant-quality egg they would have gotten sent back. And I was trying to enter the world of competence as a 23-year-old. I was trying to enter the world and have something valuable to give. And to do that, even then I knew that I needed honest feedback from the world. Right? As a, as a tutor, uh, as a starting tutor, it wouldn't have done me any good if I went to somebody's house, did a really bad job. They told me, oh, you did such a great job, and then never called me back and never referred me to anyone. That would not have been great. It would have been far better for them to say, hey, listen, you said you were going to be here at four. You showed up at four ten. That really screwed us up. And then i could say, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Let me fix it. I'll make it better. Or, hey, look, you said you you could do this material and you couldn't do it. Or my son really doesn't get it and it's not helping. I could say, oh, my gosh, Okay, great. Let me let me address that. I would have preferred to have those types of feedbacks because in order to live in the world of competence, you have to have that. You have to have somebody telling you, you are not competent yet. But my mom wasn't giving me that. My mom didn't give me that feedback. She didn't allow me to understand that what I had done wasn't good. I knew it, but she wasn't going to let me. And I knew that was a problem. I was working in class today with a with a really cool group, uh, group uh, Preston, Ariana, Lucas, and Kristen. And, and I was working with them. And again, I like this group of kids. They're doing a really good job under the circumstance, but they're not doing a great job. And, and I told them today, I was like, look, you don't have to be here. And I didn't say it like that. I was like, look, I recognize this situation is horrific. Where We're meeting over Zoom. I can't see the work you're working on. Usually I'm able to see how people are working through math problems. I don't just see that they got it wrong. I can literally see what they wrote down, what their mistakes were. I can point out different methods, all these types of things. I was like, look, I recognize this is not a good situation. I understand that. And I would not. I would not think less of you if you didn't want to do this anymore. That's fine. Or if you just said, hey, look, I'm not taking the test for months. I'm going to delay this prep till we take it. And, and that's fine too. But what I did tell them is if you continue to show up, you have to do better. You have to do better. I cannot sit here and pretend like what you have done is the best you could do. And you don't want me to either. You don't want me to. I even, I even said to one of the girls, I was like, look, if I told you that you're just doing so great, you're doing so wonderful, and I was really cheesy and over the top, you're just wonderful. It's so hard right now. It's so hard. I'm just happy that you're showing up. It's so hard. Things are so rough. Being a junior, you know, you missed your junior prom and you missed the end of school. You can't see your friends. It's just so rough. I'm just happy that you're showing up. I said, look, if I said that to you, you wouldn't come back. For two more classes. You wouldn't come back next class. You'd be done with me. And she thought about it. She was like, you know what? You're actually right. There is so much stress. There's so much going on. That if I sugarcoat things for these kids, they know it's bullshit. And they can't tolerate it. They know they can't. They're like, it's not. I only have time for valuable things. I only have energy for valuable things. And I... I told them about the eggs and I said, look, if you guys want progress, we have to be honest with each other. I can't sugarcoat things. I'm not expecting you to be perfect. I'm not expecting you to, to all of a sudden, you know, have all the right answers to everything. But what I am expecting you to do is value and want honest feedback because that's the only thing I have to offer you. And that's the only way we're going to make it anywhere even in these trying times. So if you want to keep coming, you have to acknowledge right now, sign on the dotted line, yes, I'm in. And all of them did. All of them did. They're like, yeah, look, that's it. We're going. We're going to keep going. We can do better. And they all agreed they could do better. And in telling them that, I allowed them the opportunity to make the choice to do better. And it's their choice. They got the feedback they get to do whatever they want with it. I did not force them to do it. And they own it now. And I think about the eggs. I think about the eggs. And and I think about how frequently people are worried about giving honest feedback. I think about how frequently people look at their kids and try to sugarcoat things. And I'm not talking about the 6-year-old me. I'm talking about the 23-year-old me. I knew after I left that I couldn't trust my mom like that anymore. And I think a lot of students pick up on this very quickly. And again, I know the desire. I understand the drive to compliment your kids, to be positive with them, to, to pump them up. But you also need to understand that by the time they're 16, 17, 18, they know what's right and wrong. They know how well they're doing or not doing. And as positive and and forward thinking as you may be with positive comments, sometimes it's going to go backwards. Sometimes those comments will actually make your kids stop listening to you. So the next time your kid does something, your student or whoever does something, if they should know better, then maybe think twice about just being positive. Maybe think twice about saying, oh, it's no problem, whatever. Think about that because if you want them to take you seriously, if you want them to listen to you in the future, maybe the best thing to do is not the easiest thing to do. So just think about that. I'm Matt Todd, and this is The Engine That Drives Me. Go out and crush it.